Each word we speak is a gift. If you'd like to stand with me and let's read together. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 to 32. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Each word a gift. Don't grieve God. Don't break His heart. The Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life making you fit for Himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. Please have a seat. As we're reading through this letter to the Ephesians that Paul wrote, and then ultimately behind Paul is the Holy Spirit, he's telling us that there is a new way of life. So when we started to follow Jesus, that started with a profession of faith, something like, Jesus, I recognize that, that you are God in human flesh, and I recognize that, that you came uh, to live a life to reveal who God is, and, and you came to die on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins, and you were raised to life, and I believe your story, and I want to follow you. So as we begin to follow Jesus, Jesus said, now as you follow me, I want to introduce you to the way that I live. So for all of those that are following Jesus, there is a new way of life for us. And it's described in Ephesians 4 as a god fashioned life. It, there's a life that's renewed from inside us, and it works itself out into our conduct. It's life as God the Holy Spirit accurately reproduces His character in us. What that teaches us is that how we behave, which is the conduct on the outside, is connected with the character that's on the inside. So if we're having trouble on the outside with our conduct, it's not enough just to change our conduct. What really needs to change is who we are on the inside. It's our character. And I'm working, I'm not quite sure what character is. I know that some of you are characters, but I'm trying, I'm just in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I, I want to be able to define that. But for right now, I think Characters is what we believe and then the decisions we, we make based on that, and then that issues into our behavior. So it's what we believe, the decisions we make, our volition, and then, it's, then we live it out. And so what needs to change, there's beliefs within us, and there's decisions within us that form our character. That, that needs to change, and then our conduct changes. And I think the thing I'm hoping you're hearing me say when I know that my conduct is not like Jesus, does not reflect what the New Testament says is the new way of life, I can make that observation and I can say things like, oh, I really messed up, or I sinned, I missed the mark, or you could say, wow, you really blew it. You know, we can make those comments, we can, we can draw attention, we can make observation of misconduct, but if I want to change I can't do that because I can't change my character by myself. 
Now, some of you are smiling as if you think you can change my character. You can't change my character either. So I can't change, you can't change me. But God can, and God wants to, and God knows how to. And He works on the inside. And what I really, really like about this, He accurately reproduces His character within us. You see, if I wanted to accurately reproduce the character of Jesus within you, I would miss that. Because there's certain things about the character of Jesus that I'm drawn to and I miss other things. I have blind spots, just like you. So we can't accurately reproduce the character of Jesus in each other. We can't do that. And it's really tragic because the church tries to do that. And it tries to do that from the outside to the inside. So the church has really worked hard at behavior modification. It doesn't work. The only thing that works is when we invite the Holy Spirit to work from the inside out. That we want, that, that we, you know, I know, I know I'm falling short. We, we have a conscience. And so we know. And then all we can say, Holy Spirit, would you please fashion this, this renewed life within me? And would you, would, you, would, you, would you accurately reproduce the character of Jesus within me so that then my character will change? But if that's not happening... We're not changing from the inside out. It's not going to happen. It'll just be, it'll be a facade. It'll look like we're changing. It'll look like, our, but, but behind it, it's, it's, not, it's not real. Another way to look at it is a life renewed from the inside, which is God, the Holy Spirit, accurately reproducing His character within us. And then that works out into our conduct. And when that conduct is the conduct of Jesus, then it displaces bad conduct. Now last week we looked at a new way of life, including telling the truth. Telling the truth to ourselves, telling the truth to one another, telling the truth to our neighbors. Learning how to be angry and yet not sin, that's righteous indignation. And then honest employment, not just for ourselves, but for others, so that we're not just takers, we're also givers. And this week, we go into (laughs) like the next level of a new life. The word for the day is that as, as God fashions His life in us, as the Holy Spirit accurately reproduces the character of Jesus in us, then it rises up and we have a new way of talking. James says, a word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything. And I think that's what gripped me with this, this video that we watched. It's the power of words. The word out of our mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything. Now, I wish I was most familiar with that side of the coin that James is saying, but he also says, a word out of our mouth may seem of no account, but it can destroy. I mean, it will go on into what it says, like this is scary, that by our speech, we can ruin the world. By our speech, we can turn harmony into chaos. By our speech, we can throw mud on a reputation. 
by our speech, we can send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it, smoke right out of the pit of hell. James also tells us the hardest part of our body to get under control is the tongue. So what we want to learn from the inside out, as God fashions His life within us, as, as the character of Jesus is accurately reproduced in us, we, we have to understand that there comes out from within us a new way of talking, so that each word is a gift, a gift that is given away, a gift that accomplishes much. There are several ways that Paul describes this in this passage we read. First of all, it's a process that as our character changes and it comes out into conduct, we learn to select useful and high-quality words. Now, the illustration of that would be Susan bought some green beans. And quite regularly in our house, we, will grind, we'll, we buy fresh green beans. We don't like canned green beans. But a lot of, we buy vegetables and we forget about them. You know what happens to vegetables when you forget about them and they're, they're in you know, your refrigerator? You know, they get kind of slimy. And not only do they get kind of slimy, they begin to, like, stink. And so last night, Susan pulled the green beans out, and we were going to have green beans with our salmon, and they were slimy. And then you, what, you put them in the oven to bake them. What happened? Yeah. Did, it, did that work? <laughs> Still had that, had that smell about them. The Greek word behind worthless words and low-quality words is just like stinking, slimy vegetables. Something that is petrified and putrid and yucky. And so we want to learn, well, that's a, that's a slimy, stinky word. I'm not going to use that anymore. And again, we can, we can hear that, we can observe that, but then the reality is we got to then ask, okay, Holy Spirit, that slimy, stinky word is connected with something in my character. There's a belief somewhere in my character that needs to change. So would you begin to go to work on my character and then give me a new vocabulary so that I'm not spreading slimy, stinky words around anymore, okay? The other part of that is it's words that help. Not words that we think help, <laughs> but, but words that actually help. Words that actually encourage. Words that do not hurt. I mean, how many of us have had those moments when somebody says, you know, this, I really mean this for your good. I'm really going to tell you the truth in love. Ugh. And all of a sudden, it just feels like a slimy, stinky green bean. Because the person thinking that they're helping me really isn't helping me, they're hurting me. So we learn, again, through the character of Jesus being reproduced accurately in us, a word 
that really helps, a word that really encourages. And then really, this is something like, I think is like, wow. It's words that are received as gifts from intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Our most intimate relationship is with the Holy Spirit. Susan and I will celebrate 36 years of marriage this year. And that's a, that's a pretty intimate relationship. But that's not the most intimate relationship that we have. Our most intimate relationship is with the Holy Spirit. And we learn that, that words are gifts because there is a gift within us, the Holy Spirit who's transforming us into the character of Jesus. And He speaks to us. And guess what? The Holy Spirit only speaks useful and high-quality words. The Holy Spirit only speaks words that help us. The Holy Spirit speaks words that are gentle and sensitive. The Holy Spirit speaks words that are forgiving. If you're hearing words and you think it's the Holy Spirit and they're hurting you, they're harsh, they're insensitive, and you feel like you're going to hell, that is not the Holy Spirit. Again, we are learning to listen to the Holy Spirit who's within us, and as He speaks to us, we're learning a new language. It changes us, and then we're able to emulate what He is saying to us. We can give away as gifts the gifts that are given to us. And if we're not receiving those gifts, we don't have anything to give. And again, I would, I would put it in the context of us as a community, a bigger family, then I would broach into our families. If we're not hearing useful and high-quality words in our community and in our families, if we're not hearing words that help, if we're not hearing gentle and sensitive words, if we're not hearing words that convey forgiveness, then we don't have words to give to others. So it puts us in a place, again, we have to receive in order to give. Every word is a gift. And every word that's a gift is a gift that's been given to us by the Holy Spirit from the inside out. When we choose to use the slimy, stinky, green bean words, we grieve the Holy Spirit. Did, did, you, did you hear what it was saying? Don't, don't grieve God. Don't grieve God the Holy Spirit. Don't break His heart. So when we use words that are not useful and are low quality and words that hurt and words that are insensitive and harsh, and words that convey unforgiveness, we're not only hurting the person we're saying that to, we're also grieving the Holy Spirit that's within us. Now, I don't know about you, but that causes me to want to say less. That causes me to want to kind of measure what I say before I say it. In some ways, I like that because I tend to be a reticent person. Sometimes that drives those closest to me kind of nuts. Like, could you talk more than you talk? 
But sometimes we just talk, and then we realize, I need to turn the faucet off, because what's coming out of my mouth is really insensitive. And it's really harsh, and it's not helping at all. Each word that comes from our lips to another person is a gift. New words begin to replace old words. The, the, the foul and the dirty, the words that grieve the Holy Spirit, the words that are cutting, the words that are backbiting, the words that convey unforgiveness, those are the words that go replaced by words that are useful and of high quality. I don't know what kind of your cycle is, but I recently uh, was in a situation where there was a lot of backbiting. It was not in my family, and it wasn't here within our community. It's outside of that. And I, I mean, I'm still, I'm still reeling from someone speaking against me, and, and it just kind of like knocks me off balance. And I catch myself thinking a lot more of the negative of what someone has said about me than the positive. It's just really easy for me to grab onto the lie and not hold on to the truth. So, so words that are hurtful, I mean, they can just undermine our life. And we, we some, some, they just kind of stick in this rotating recording system, and they just keep going and going and going. And, and I hear them in the early morning. I hear them at night. You know, they just, they just keep running in my head. And God, the Holy Spirit, knows that. He wants to help me, give me a defense. And so here's some suggestions. You know, what, what can we do to stay out of that cycle of really hurting each other and beating each other up with our words? Well, one, we can start by identifying the old words that we want to get rid of. What, what that would mean is what Paul is saying, listen to yourself. You know, take a week and don't, don't, again, don't try to change your language. Don't try to change what you're saying. Just listen to yourself. And then as you listen to yourself, identify those words that, you know, there's some words in my vocabulary I want to get rid of. Because I know they're not useful. I know they're not of high quality. I know that they're hurting. They're not helping. I know that they are harsh. I know that they're insensitive, and I know they convey unforgiveness. I want to get rid of those words. But just if all of us would identify what those old words are, just start there. Just identify. There's some things coming out of my mouth that are not very helpful. And then pay attention to Jesus. Remember, when, when we focus on Jesus, it just makes us want to live better. So go back and read one of the Gospels and just take, what, what, what were the words that he used? How did he speak to others? Listen to Jesus speaking to others. Focus on him. 
And then once you, you take the time to pay careful attention to Jesus, then begin to invite the Holy Spirit to fashion new words from within. And that would be like listening to the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Now, His voice, when I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, His voice sounds a whole like, it sounds much like my own voice. You know, the mint, you know, we're all, we all listen to each ourselves. We, we hear our interior voice. Another illustration of that, I've, I've had some friends that have written a book. When I'm reading a book written by a friend, I hear my friend reading that book to me. For those of you that have read Bryant's Reflections, when I read Bryant's book, I hear Bryant's voice. Have you had that experience? Am I the only weird person in the room? I mean, do, do you listen with, like, do you listen to your mind? <laughs> I mean, there, we have interior ears. I don't know, I don't, don't ask me to explain that. There's just, there's just, an, I don't know. Our ears go in and they go out. I don't know. So there's a way we hear, that we hear a voice within. It's not coming from without. I, and I can tell when it's me, and then when it's the Holy Spirit, it, it's, it sounds a whole lot like me, but there's a quality about it that's a little bit different, and I know it's not me. If you're not hearing the Holy Spirit talk to you, ask Him. Well, you know, I, I'd really like to hear you speak. So just invite Him and take the time and find the place. Usually it needs to be a quiet place. Usually you don't want to have your earbuds in and the music blaring and you want to hear, you know. Not that you couldn't hear the Holy Spirit through a song. that You could. But if you want the Holy Spirit to converse with you, it usually needs to be in a solitary place, a quiet place, one of your favorite places, and just say, would you speak to me? I want to hear your voice. And as you listen to the Holy Spirit, listen to the quality of the words He uses. Listen to the words He speaks to you that help you. Listen to the words that are gentle. Guys, can I say that again? God's speaking to us in gentle ways. Remember Elijah in the, in the cave? <laughs> Whoever gave God this big, booming, mean voice, where did that come from? That's a false belief. That's not who God revealed himself to be. A still voice that Elijah was to hear. Not in the wind, not in the storm. Now, when it thunders like it does last night, somebody please tell me later, don't tell me now. Why does the earth shake sometimes when it thunders? Wow! Cold Adonai, the voice of the Lord, breaks over the earth. Now, sometimes God's voice can be loud, as David tells us in Psalm 29. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. You got my attention because the earth is shaking. But there's still this, this gentleness in the words of the Lord that are words that are helpful. They're words that encourage. They're words that convey forgiveness. If any of us is walking around feeling condemned 
by the voice of the Lord. Guess what? It's not God speaking to you. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. This is a day of God's mercy. This is not a day of God's judgment. Ask him to rearrange your character. That you could experience the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness of God. He brings out the best in us. He doesn't crush us because he doesn't like us. He loves us. Even when we're at our worst. Jesus did not come to save the righteous. Jesus did not come to save those that had it all together. Jesus did not come to save those that only spoke useful words. Jesus came to save people that use dirty, foul language. And guess who that is? Us. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And then as He speaks His language to you, as you listen to His voice, as He builds you up, then you now have a new vocabulary to speak to others and begin to speak words that bring life, words that are helpful, words that are of a greater, higher quality. And as you speak those words, that will begin to displace the other words. As we come to the end, I am so grateful that the Holy Spirit is working within us. I want you again to hear me. I'm not interested in a community that fakes who we are, that has behavior that's acceptable on the outside, but on the inside is rotten like a grave. That reminds me of something that Jesus said to religious people when he was here. I believe that the Holy Spirit is at work within us. And I believe that we can cooperate with Him or we, we can resist Him. Several of you have talked to me this past week, and it's enough of us for me to know that His Word is speaking to us. He is speaking to us. What we're reading together is actually beginning to work in our lives, and I just want Him to continue to do that. So I'd like to pray for us as a community, and then I want to invite anybody, if you feel like your tongue is out of control, don't, don't be embarrassed by that. Good gracious. James says this is, the, this is the hardest member of our body to rein in is our tongue. And if, if you're just having trouble, you know, just you can't help yourself other than to say words that hurt or words that are not useful to others or harsh, or unforgiving, then can we pray together before you leave today and just invite the Holy Spirit to take charge? Maybe, he, maybe in praying together He could touch a place that's within a false belief that you have. Maybe it could begin to, to change the character today. And so if you're struggling with your speech, just, just come over and we'll pray. We, don't, you know, we won't pray through the afternoon. You know, we'll just pray a little bit. You may need help. We, we want to help each other. So don't be prideful. We all need help. All right? So would you stand with me?
Jesus, we're your body. You're the head, and we're the members of your body. And I want to thank you that you're speaking to us. You're speaking to us through the Bible. You're speaking to us specifically to the letter written to the Ephesians by the hand of Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit. But that word is being spoken to us today as a community of people. You're speaking to us about following you. You're speaking to us about living a new way of life. And today you're speaking to us about a new way to talk. Jesus, we want to be a community that talks like you. We want to be a community that speaks words that help. We want to be a community that speaks words that are gentle and sensitive, words that are forgiving. Jesus, we want to speak words that are of great high quality and useful to others. Jesus, we want to speak like you. And I thank you that you set the standard really high for us. I thank you that, that you didn't lower the standard. You're really asking us to step up to a new standard that is way beyond what any of us can achieve in our own strength or our own power. Only you can do this. So I invite you, Holy Spirit, to continue to do what you're doing. I invite you to fashion the life of Jesus within us. I invite you to accurately reproduce the character of Jesus from the inside to the outside. Finally, I ask Holy Spirit that we would be honest with you. Today, that we'd be honest with you about our language, that we'd be honest with you about the words that we use. If we have, if we have sensed conviction today, a conviction that leads us to want change, I pray, O oh Lord, that we would invite you to do what you do within us so that it issues out into a change in our vocabulary. Lord, I pray that you would relieve all of us from the temptation to think, okay, I, I can do it. I can do it. I, if I try real hard, I can do it. Lord, we can't do it. And so we're at your mercy. Only you can change us by changing our character. Come, Lord. This week, if, as we listen to ourselves speaking, if, if we feel that conviction, which is this desire for change for the better, if we, we sense that again, may we put our focus on Jesus. We want to become like Jesus in every way. And then finally, Lord, some of us today are stuck in a rut with our language. Thank you that every day is a day of deliverance, a day of salvation, a day where you want to set us free. And this is a day for those of us that want to be set free from using our tongue, using our language, using our words to destroy rather than to build up. I thank you that you know which of us are those that are just have a tongue right now that's out of control. And I ask that you would give us the courage to ask for help, to want to be free.
to want to be able to give words as gifts as we receive gifts from you. Lord, let us minister to one another, help each other, build each other up. That's another way that you move here, O oh Lord. We're able to disclose who we really are, and you change us. So we want to bless you, Lord. We want to build each other up. We want to speak words as gifts throughout this week. Would you please fill us that we might be able to do that. Send us now with words that are useful and of high quality. For your sake, in your name, amen.